0: Blog Talk Radio If I said it, I mean it, I did it because I need it
1: I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. You in the barber zone with your man Chavez? We here. We doing it again. We back on the air. Thank y'all. Y'all in the zone with your man Chavez right here on Blog Talk Radio, Barber Zone Radio. Y'all, we back on the air. The voice of the barber game is back. Y'all, hey, I appreciate all the love, man. I didn't know how much the show had been missed. You know, till we came on last week, and the flood of love is just crazy. So, y'all, thank you. Feels good. I'm glad, you know, we was missed. That means when we on the air talking about these subjects, we really going to get what's, what's in you heart and you soul because there's been a lot going on in the barber game. So, again, you're in the barber zone with your man Chavez moment right here at the Barber Zone Barber Studio. Yo, new address, 3839 South High Street in Columbus, Ohio. Yo, if you all in the Columbus area, come check me out. Come get your head right. Number, 614-491-7467. But right now, you're on Blog Talk Radio, and the number for here is 347-637-3850. So, yo, we got a good one tonight. Excuse me. We got a good one. Y'all know how we got all these hair shows and barber competitions and uh, design competitions and all of that. Y'all, that's no problem. Not at all. Big up to everybody that's doing it. You know, you got Curtis out there with the Exotic Hair Battle Tour. That's big up. You got other people, you know, Big Rob. You got Kamal out there with the New York Barber Battle. You know, you got battles all over the country. Big up to everybody that's doing that. That's bringing us together, you know. So, but here's the question. Here's the question. Should barbers have to take continual education classes? Because if y'all know at these shows, Bronner Brothers, um, you know, the, 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 the Midwest Beauty Classic with Premier and all of them, the one down there in Alabama. Think about it, y'all. Look at it. All the classes, 90% of the classes are tailored towards what? Stylish. The cosmetology area. Because they're required to take so many CEUs a year. The barbers. We are required to do that. So the question is, should barbers be required? to take continual education classes. you yeah, think about that for a minute. But as we do it in in, in, in the barber zone, man, we got to take time out. Y'all know we moving and shaking all the time. We got to take a little time out to, you know, just say thanks, you know. Give them shout out, give them appreciations. you know. A lot of people call them prayers, but depends on your relationship, you know. Call them shout out, call them thank you. So just take some time and say, Father, thank you for another day. Thank you for this opportunity you've allowed me to be better than I was the day before to show everybody that the love, the peace, and the grace that you have in my life that I can bestow it on somebody else behind this barber chair, that I can let your light that's in me shine in somebody else's life, that these tools, these gifts, and these abilities that you've given me, that it be used in a positive light, the words that I say will be used to uplift somebody else. So as we go on with this show and the topics we talk about, they may be a little controversial, but we know they are for the betterment of our industry. So let the bar zone and let this show be a vehicle of positivity, that it can bring us together, that we can grow, that we can help our community and that we can give you the glory at the end of the day. So as we go forth, we say thank you. In your son Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. You're in the barber zone. Yeah, we get down like that, man. This is the barber zone. Without God, without our faith, without our strength, it wouldn't be here, y'all. So that's what we do. So, y'all, we're talking about education. Should barbers take education classes? hmm, I think we should. There's so much going on in the barber industry that we need some refresher sometimes. We think we know it all. You know, we got our barber license and it hangs on the wall and we call ourselves master barbers and, you know, this and that. But what do we really know? You go to different areas of the country, you see people doing different things, different techniques. Different tools, different ways to make it simpler what we're doing. But if you never, ever get out your area, what will you see? You'll be doing the same old thing. And how does that help us progress? Because if you don't learn, you don't progress. You stay stagnant. You stay right in that same area. And then people overpass us. We wonder why we don't get the respect that, that we should be in the oldest profession alive being the ones that everybody needs, and there are all their situations where you're getting a job, you're going on your first date, you, you you're going to a football game, you gotta you gotta sing at church, or you you gotta do a concert, or you gotta do something. Where the first place you gonna go? You gonna go to the barber. But if your barber is not knowledgeable on on things you need, hey, that's a bad thing. So y'all, we gonna throw it to y'all. I see the. the the, the the switchboard lighting up because I can talk for a while. But, oh, and last week, let me apologize, y'all. Let me apologize. The show got cut off a little bit because, you know, we, we the hottest hour in the barber game. But me coming back, I only scheduled the show for 30 minutes. So it was, you know, it cut off on us after 45. They gave us a little extra time, but it cut off at 45. So, but tonight, I mean, sure, I got an hour and a half, a whole 90 minutes, so we can talk. Y'all, you're in the Barber Zone with your man, Chavez, right here on Blog Talk Radio. It's blogtalkradio.com slash Barber You can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Google us, Instagram, Tumblr, whatever. Just hit us up. But... You can check it out right on the official Barber Zone page, which is barberzone.org. You can click on the Blog Talk Radio icon, and you can pull the show up right there. So, but y'all, we'll go to the line, and the way we do it here in the Barber I'm gonna give you area code. But we got a few 404s. I see the, that's the Atlanta area. I see y'all blowing it up. The four, We got some 61614s six, six, here in Columbus. 520s. What you do? Data number, three four seven six three seven three eight five zero. press 1. Let me know you, you want to say something. You got something to say about this topic. we talking about should barbers take continual education classes. All right, y'all, here we go. Coming from the five two zero. Who we got here in the zone with your man, Chavez tonight from the 520. Welcome to the show.
2: What's going on, man? It's Ronnie Mack, barber chairperson for the Arizona Concerned Beauty Professionals, along with What's politics. On? Beauty Network. Chilling, man. My um, thing on the continuing education out here in Arizona, the Cosmos don't even have to do it. Barbers don't do it. So it's just a individual thing that you're chasing, and a lot of people don't chase it. They stay stagnant or comfortable, like you were saying. But I think it's definitely something that should be put in place for the simple fact that it would ensure that the professional continues to be a professional and not up, always trying to reach for the top of his profession. You know, you've got to kind of set a bar. You can't just let people sit because they will.
1: Then, uh, well, we need it. We, we need some. We need some education because, especially now, I'm in Ohio. I don't know about yeah. y'all, but we got some uh, 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 tomfoolery going on in our barber schools here. Because um, when I was in school, as there's 40 chairs in our school, just 40. 40. The most we had, the most students we had was 50. So that means you had 40 on the floor, you had 10 that was in the classroom, they would come out periodically, might share half a day with somebody or something. And we worked like that. I never really had to share a booth with somebody the whole time I was in barber school. That means I cut all day, every day, all day. But now, that's the thing. But now, the school, the same school, the same forty chairs has hundred and ten students in it. How do you, how do you, how do you, adequately practice your trade of barbering, which is not just the book learning, but it's the application through the cutting. How do you do that if you're not able to cut hair? So that's See, barbering there, so. can
2: be, <laughs> barbering's even become a hustle from just the cats coming out of the garage at the house. Cutting hair and not really being business or professional, they just in the shop hustling whether they own in the shop or just working in the shop and then you got the cats getting the schools and hustling the education because everybody's flooding into the industry, so at that point, they hustling as many students as they can for that money on their own, throw them out there, oversaturate the industry, and you got a lot of cats just using it as a hustle not others chasing the knowledge that we was built on from way back in the day. We were the elite, the cornerstone <laughs> of society in that community, Doc. You know, so we oh, were yeah. doing things thing, but a lot of the fire. So we fall short because Cass is just trying to get that money. They're not trying to get that knowledge and spill it over to their clientele, you feel me?
1: Exactly, exactly. Hey good brother, that's some good points. Hold on, we got we got some more individuals over here that, that wanna say something. So we got a call us from the four four and this, I'm just going to give you a first three, nine three two. 932. Follow from the 404 with the 932. You're in the barbers with your man Chavez. Welcome to the show. Who we got on the line? Hey,
3: what's going on? This is Vermont, down here in Georgia.
1: Mr. McConnell. RNM Barber Beauty Shop. Brother? I'm
3: what's going to find out how y'all doing brother.
1: All right. Hey, uh, y'all. This
3: is, this, the this, this the is, case more is important.
0: Brother.
3: Continued education is important because you keep learning. Oh, yeah. You hear me,
1: Chavez? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me now?
3: Yeah. Uh, Continued education is important because you continue learning as a barber, and also you, you can educate your clients also as well.
0: Exactly. And I,
1: actually, I actually talked to this brother the other day, man, and we had a, uh, a, a good <clears> – <throat> Excuse me. A, a good conversation about what's going on in the barber industry, the difference, and um, and 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 the difference in the barbers and the clientele in the different parts of the country. Because us being up here from the north, and him just moving down south to the Atlanta area, he's seeing differences that um, you know, from what we have up here up north, and that's why education is key because some things that you can get with, I mean get away with down south, you can't get away with when you come up here in Ohio and Indiana and things like that. So, but, uh, hey, 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 y'all, check out the shows. Become a friend of the Barber Zone. Go, I mean, become a friend of of Barber Zone, a blog talk, and you can find out upcoming shows because we got some, we got some shows for you. We got some upcoming shows. We talking about what the good brother talked about before. We got a show talking about bootleggers. We got a show talking about professionalism. We got a show, so we're going to be talking about sanitation. We're going to be talking about the legal part of barbering. Who's representing us? You know, who's who's holding down this industry so we're not like, you know, I know personally we're not like Indiana busy fighting for, you know, our licenses where they're trying to get rid of licenses for professionals like ourselves, so. Yeah, check out. Become a friend of the show so you can, you know, stay up with on on the the topics that we got going on. But um, so Ramon, you said you said we we should take continuing edu- education classes. what yeah, type we'll of classes? How long? You know, how long should they be? I mean, how many hours should we have to take? I mean, what? The, uh, do you have some since you've been in the game for a while, do you have some type of criteria that that we might use, or should we just be required just to go one or two a year or how many
3: hours of maybe I, I, I would suggest, maybe more, I, would suggest probably, I would probably suggest maybe two hours a year um two hours a year on different uh subjects maybe like professionalism uh sanitation uh and things like that uh those those will be very much leading communication to us how to communicate with your clients things like that and also for uh for techniques certain techniques um what's new what's new in in, in the barbering industry because a lot of barbers come in the game a lot of them uh, the old school barbers don't know how to do mohawks and stuff like that so are you
0: know you maybe so they want to so get into you, it so.
1: so 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 are you saying two hours so that means if I go down to Bronner Brothers and I go to two classes, which are an hour long, that's all the education that I need for the whole year?
3: No, I'm not saying that's all you need, but like the cosmetology down here, cosmetology, they only need uh 15 hours every four years. Okay. okay. So if you go down to Bronner Brothers, years, most of the that's... classes for them. So they take two classes, two or three classes a year, you know, every year. So at the end of the year, they take a test, so. That's all they need. Okay.
1: Okay. So yeah, I was I wasn't saying anything was wrong with it. I I was just asking. I mean, but you know what? If you look at it, mm-hmm. two hours is better. Two hours for barbers <laughs> is better than no hours at some barbers is getting. So <laughs> you
0: got and, that right.
1: And, 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 and barbers out here who's listening, who's young barbers in the game, if you haven't been to Bonner Brothers shows and gone to classes, not just to the trade floor. It's something that will change your life. It is something that will change your barber life, your vision, and your whole look outlook at a barber game. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Get to these shows. Get your education up. All right. We got two people on the line. Y'all in the zone with your man, Chavez. We call it one more call it Coma from the ATL area. 404-432. You're in the barber zone. Who we got on the line with us?
4: Uh, this is Mark Williams from the Georgia Concerned Beauty Professionals.
1: Excuse me. Welcome to the show, good brother. Welcome to the show.
4: Hey, how you doing, Chavez? Um, All I, right. I was, I was calling, calling. I was definitely calling to comment on this uh, subject because I do feel that containment education is absolutely important. Um, probably didn't feel that way. All along, but now uh, the level that I'm at, what the level that I'm trying to get to, I I definitely see it. Um, like you, to piggyback on what you said, the barber schools are overcrowded, so you're not getting personalized attention. Uh, I, I was like you; it was a it was a school that was you know sixty sixty kids, but about forty chairs. And once they saw me cut, they were asking me to to kind of help them. You know, there's was only two teachers, so help them, you know, deal with the kids. I mean, with, with some of the other uh, students. So that was ridiculous. I also think that we need some continuing education regarding this new product abuse is what I call it. Uh, a lot of products come out. Uh, these, You know, Beijing has been around forever, but some of these other colors, okay,
1: spray hey, brother, hold different hold on. things. Hey, hey, brother, one second. Let, 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 let me clear something up real quick. Yes. You said Beijing. The name of the product is Vegan. We were at we were at the barber round okay. table a couple of years and the sister got up on the stage she said, Y'all let me get this straight. My product is the name of my product is Begin. It's not Vegan. I would, I, so I so love we're gonna start I love that right here. Begin. I love it because okay. I, I, I hate the name of that
4: thing. So, okay, vegan, Cool. Um, okay. Well, yeah, d- different different new products that have come around like that. Uh, and, and, and continuing education, I also believe, would weed out the hustlers because I just don't think they would take the time to do some of the things that the, the uh, uh, continuing ed would, would require. We also need continuing ed regarding new rules and regulations. They come around and outlaw things that you, you have no idea until they come in and give you a fine. So, you know... <laughs> Every time we we renew our license, it would definitely be a good idea for us to have some some continuing ed requirements.
1: Exactly. So what? Like like I, like I asked the good brother Lamar, what type of requirements do you think we should we should have? What what type of guidelines you... should we have to take? Should we have to take a test? I'm... Should we just have to attend some classes and submit? You know, the, uh, uh, a, a written okay from the instructor. What what, what should we what should we do?
4: absolutely not i i 'm glad you asked because I think we would we would benefit probably from about five hours every every two years because there 's not i mean we don 't have we 're not dealing with as many chemicals half the time as the stylus, so we might not need quite as much as them, but I do feel we need something because it would make us respectable and I heard you mention that but I think an hour of new product education um, uh, i think an hour and a half of new regulations, sanitation, you know, changes, law changes, different things like that. Uh, I think about an hour and a half of business management and and techniques like that, shop management techniques would be beneficial because a lot of shops are run like a pool hall. uh, mm-hmm. And I think an hour for, like, new styles, like the brother mentioned. A lot of the older barbers don't know how to do mohawks. There's a new style out called the Burst Fade. A lot of, a lot of people don't know how to do these styles. Now, the guys who, yeah. who started it, they have seminars all over the place, and they should count as continuing education.
1: Yeah. And see, one thing, and, and I, I agree with you, brother, totally. So we need some technique classes some rules and regulations-type, governing-type things so you know what's going on in your state, some business classes so we can run these things like businesses. That's what we are. We are businessmen. We are entrepreneurs, independent contractors. We need to know about that. So that's some great points right there. So yeah, we, we we know what we need to do, we just got to do it. But here's the hard thing. Like here in Ohio, you cannot, you can't teach classes unless you're a, a, a licensed instructor in the state of Ohio. And how do I know? Because when the Exotic Hair Battle Tour came here to Columbus, we had flyers with, you know, classes, and we were going to do this and we were going to do that, and I got a call from Mr. Warner, the head of the barber board, and he said, um, Chavez, are you guys having classes? I said, yes, sir. He said, "Who, who, are te- who who's teaching these classes? And I named a few individuals. I said, I got some Anders instructors, some other, you know, nationally known instructors, he said, hey, um, do any of them have a license in Ohio? I'm like, uh, no, no, sir, they're from different states. He said, well, you can't have any classes. I'm like, huh? He shut us down right there. So that's a problem we have here in Ohio. So, but we are gonna work around that with things like the Barber Zone and the Blog Talk Radio and things like that, but those are the type of type of things that happen.
4: <laughs> yeah, we need to bridge that gap. I mean, yeah. why does the barber board not recognize, um, you know, a, a barber battles as a, as as well known as the exotics and Curtis Smith? I mean, no, 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 no,
1: no. He didn't have a problem with the battle. No, right,
4: he right. He can if, have the battle if he's. If he's offering classes, why would the Barber Board not recognize it? I mean, obviously you need to get instructors from the state involved in some in some capacity, but it just seems that's like a that's, of,
1: ex- that, that, that's a way of that's way old school controlling the industry.
0: Exactly.
1: Because before before now there were, you know, individuals like myself and and the Chris Burks and my man Rodney Pryor up there with the school in Akron and um. You know, um, the other brother up there in Youngstown and, and Kohler and the other, you know, barber instructor guys that I know that go to shows and, and do classes and things here in Ohio, they, we weren't around. We weren't active. And so when they were doing that, they, they they didn't think about this thing here. It was like a good old boy network. We're going to keep doing the same old traditional haircuts all our lives. We're really not going to branch out into these other ethnicities because in the beginning, barbering was just not in the beginning, not like back, 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 but when they became getting unions and things like that and the upper echelon started getting into it, other people, other nationalities left out of it, so they wasn't thinking about that. We're going to keep it amongst us. But now we got different styles, they were in our styles. We were in their styles. There's a multicultural thing going on in the barber game, and but it's some people it's is, is left out. We we held down, so we got to figure out ways to work around it. And I'm working around it, y'all. So.
4: <laughs> like you, like you said, without progress, you know, we stay stagnant. And you know that that sounds like a, a, a an attempt to stop progress. And that's a, that's one of the reasons why I joined an organization like Georgia, uh, concerned beauty professionals, because you know, we well, we we fight on the legislative end of it trying to actually have an effect on laws and rules and legislation. So, you know, that that gap and that separation can't continue because that would stagnate progress.
1: Oh day, all day I appreciate that all. Oh, yeah, we got somebody else. This thing down here in 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 the ATL was going crazy. Let's see here. We got another caller, four oh four, and this is nine one eight. You're in the barber zone with your man Chavez. Who we got on the line with today? Ready to talk about this education topic?
5: Hey Chavez, it's Tamara Johnson with Politics and Beauty. How are you this evening?
1: What's going on, y'all? We got all the barber politicians on the line this evening. <laughs> Y'all, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Mr. Mayor. I no, did got there talking to you, talking to you a little bit ago. But tap into this thing. This this do barbers need continuing education,
5: and why? Let me let me challenge you to think a bit further. I was listening to your comment about um, the, the 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 hair battle that the barber battle that came to Ohio, and why you guys couldn't you know wasn't able to utilize um, the instructors that you had we have a bill that we have initiated in Georgia and I want to thank um, the Georgia Concerned Beauty Professionals we have an awesome chairperson with mr. Mark Williams we have an awesome chairperson with mr. Ronnie Mac out in Arizona those, uh, those two callers previous to me and yes. I want to challenge you to think just a bit further about why anybody shouldn't be able to teach in this industry Georgia has initiated a piece of legislation this past legislative session in 2013, and we're going to reintroduce it, the next legislative session. And it is a bill addressing continuing education. If you hold a license in the beauty industry in Georgia, a licensed cosmetologist, esthetician, or nail tech, you have to have five hours of continuing education every other year. Barbers are not required. And because of your topic today, it's definitely turning on some light bulbs in my head and I'm definitely going to address this with, with our barbers. But a part of that, um, that bill says three, well the three parts of that bill says number one that anybody that teaches in this industry or teaches continuing education to our industry needs to have prerequisites. Prerequisites mm-hmm. are credentials. You need to have some credentials. You need to have something behind you that gives you the, the authority to teach and, and, and proves that you do have some, some some real knowledge about what you are teaching. So we are looking for our industry, anybody that teaches in this industry, to have prerequisites and to have some true credentials where you've learned to do what it is you are saying you are able to teach. How can you teach me when nobody ever, never really taught you? So prerequisites <laughs> and having credentials is very important. So I want to challenge you to think just a bit further in that arena. Another piece of that legislation was uh, is about updating the curriculum because the curriculum that Georgia has is an old, outdated curriculum, so it needs to be updated with fresh new information. Georgia has an alliance with OSHA, so the health, safety, and sanitation issues need to be addressed by a governing body that has in-depth knowledge of what's happening in this industry and what's happening from a safe health and safety standpoint. So this is where we want to get our information from. You want to get information from reliable so it's people like that that need to be teaching. And another piece of that legislation says that um, Georgia needs to have a tracking system. Right now, they don't track whether or not the licensed beauty professionals in Georgia is getting continuing education because they don't, they honestly, they collect more money and fines. So why would they even want to keep up with who's doing the right thing? So Georgia doesn't track. So when we're, we're asking that the state make us accountable, which equates to our professionalism. Anytime you educate an industry, it equates to your professionalism and equates to your dollar. Until we have true education in this industry, until we have good continuing education in this industry, none of us will ever make the money that we so rightfully deserve. Your doctors are getting educated, your, your dentists are getting educated, everybody that are true professionals. There's continuing education for every industry. If they're not educating you, there's a reason. So I want us to think beyond, you know, just because this this person here is good at what they can do, that doesn't make them good enough to come into an industry and teach. You've got to have prerequisites, and you've got to have some true credentials. So if you want to teach, then you get the right credentials behind you to teach. So I'm just challenging you just to think a bit further in
1: that arena. Right on. (laughs) Right on. Because we do have a lot of individuals that end up, teaching classes and things and like she said just because you're good with the clippers doesn't mean you're a good instructor you may you may be a good supplier of of the trade and and the skills but you may not be able to communicate that in a way where other individuals can learn it at their learning capacity because every we got to remember to me. this is a wide open industry. Everybody doesn't learn on a Harvard level. You have to be able to break this thing down to where basically a kid could do it and then go from there. Mm-hmm. And so, teaching
5: is not something that, you know, people, pe- teachers that teach, they went to school to learn how to teach. You know, they don't just yeah. come out, oh, I'm just going to be a teacher. No, you go to school and you learn how to teach. You don't just come out and say you're gonna teach, and that's what this industry is doing. Is people are just jumping out here here saying, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach now." Who who gives you the right to be able
0: to teach? <laughs> exactly. So we got to
5: think beyond. And I and I my, I take my hats off to whoever this gentleman was that said, "No, you're not gonna just come into this state and just teach because you say you want to teach." That's not how it works. So I, I I I want us just to kind of think a, a bit further with that and and you know not be so quick to say you know that, the, that they are the old school. I mean we got to learn from the old school. They do they do No no like the no
1: school. no. I, I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. But here, but here's the thing that that I want. If you if you're saying you have to be licensed in the state of Ohio, if you have a guest individual in there, have some type of requirements which they they have to go by when they come to the state some guidelines which they must meet when they're when they're teaching classes. like you said, a a barber resume, y'all. That's gonna be part of the professional class. I mean, the professional show. A barber resume with your credentials on it. Why should we let you? Verifiable
5: teach them? credentials at that. Verifiable. Yes. Like we need you need yes. to be able to check these things. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yes. So, Yeah, But that that was just a, uh, that was just a monkey wrench that was thrown into into um, the barber battle here in, in Ohio. So, y'all, if y'all ever wondering why we we're not, I mean, I'm I'm not saying we're not having the battles, but the reason we didn't have a battle like that because we couldn't have classes. So that 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 took away from the draw of, of the battle. So, yeah, but. That's another thing. But, y'all, y'all, here in the Barber Zone, right here with your man Chavez, right here on Blog Talk Radio, it's blogtalkradio.com slash Barber or you can go to the official Barber Zone website, which is barberzone.org. If you have comments or you have a show topic or you just want to say what's up to us, barberzone at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Hit us on the email. That's barberzone at gmail.com. Y'all, we appreciate y'all stopping in at the show. We're talking about continual education. Should barbers be required to have continual education? And from what I'm hearing, the answer is yes. And we got some good reasons why, few solutions, few ideas on what we can do. So, y'all, we just got to make it happen. You know, we got... People from different parts of the country already. We got Indiana. We got, of course, Ohio. We got Arizona. We got down in Georgia. We got another Ohio, which is 330 I see here. We got a 314. Huh? Where is that? 314. I don't know, y'all, but we about to find out. Call us from the 314, the 381. You're in the barber zone. What you mentioned? Who we got on the line with us calling from the three one four?
6: Yes, calling from St. Louis. Name's Pianchi.
1: Hey
6: uh, look, uh, what I wanna know is uh I got several questions, but uh, so how are you gonna force I think that Barber should sh- anyone that's dealing with the public I guess I, the main concern there is uh is hygiene. And and I think that that should be uh, well taught. But how would you how are you going to control that? Because some people cut hair in their
1: house, and they learn from. Okay, hold on, stop that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, 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 good brother. One thing: when we talk about barbers, when we talk about barbers on the Barber Zone. Period. We're talking about individuals who are licensed. Licensed. We'll have a show about that in a couple weeks here, too. But licensed barbers. That means barbers that have gone to an accredited school who have taken training from anywhere from 15 to 18 to over 2,000 hours in a school learning and practicing the trade of barbering, consorial art. We're not talking about the people that are bootlegging in the garage. Those are the people that are giving barbers a bad name. So when we're talking about governing, we're talking about licensed barbers. We're talking about where you would have to submit a form to the state barber board with these classes, these certified classes, checked off, signed by an instructor or something that, that verifies that you went to these classes and you got these hours. So that's how you would do it. Well, <clears throat> you you, I can you, understand.
6: You? I can understand what you're saying there. Yeah, I, I I know about the the barber colleges and so forth. But uh, it sounds like you were saying that they was cracking down on people that was cutting hair that wasn't licensed, and I don't see how they could do that because a person how, okay. a person that would want to have that done would uh, agree to let that be done to them. It's not if they advertise
1: Let me ask you a question: Are you a licensed barber? No, I'm not. Do you cut hair?
6: No, I don't. Okay, you don't cut hair. That's why I, that's why okay. I called you guys up because I know you're the experts on this.
1: Okay, so for the ones for the ones, <laughs> would you let your would you let an unlicensed doctor operate on you?
6: Well, would you let No, because you that you
1: there, the, there, would, 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 that there is that there is. Well, well hold, on, hold, on, hold on, brother. Would you let that's a That's unli- not life a, a, a and a death.
0: Unlic-
1: would, would you let an un- unlicensed dentist do do surgery on you?
6: No, because okay. that's not life and that's life and death there.
1: Okay, no, no, but no, but do you Okay, but do you know from all doctors and surgeons that came from barbers so if the barbers are the beginning, we're the ones that need to be licensed. We deal with the same things they, they do. We deal with the same diseases and MRSAs and all those type of things that they do. We use razors. We don't go – we don't cut you inside like that. Still use razors. We still can pass diseases. We still can cause problems with your skin and your scalp. So, yes, you do need to have – Well, yeah, that's what I say I understand, understand. –
6: that's why I say I think it should be, uh, precautions should be done as far as hygiene is concerned. Now, you know, like, how about the African braiders? Uh, here in Missouri, they only require to do like an eight-hour uh, course on hygiene. Yep. They don't have to go through the process of learning how to be a beautician because uh, they have already been taught uh, their skill. And, you know, yeah, so, it's, but it's yeah, that's,
1: that's different, too. They, they have guidelines more than barbers look like sometimes. But, hey, if anybody else wants to join in and and, and uh, answer one of this brother's questions, feel free to tap in. This is not just my show. This is our show. So we got everybody on the line. So if y'all want to jump in and, and, and address this brother, we're here. Well, we're shit. in the Barber Zone. Yeah, I, I definitely want well, to address shit. the the, uh, the unlicensed, the,
5: the braiders and the weed salons that are popping up all over in regards to his question, Um Honestly, anybody that if you are touching and you are providing services and you are being compensated, you are being paid, then you need to, there needs to be stricter and there definitely needs to be guidelines on, you know, your, the health and safety and sanitation of, of the industry. Um, we can no longer sit back and allow people to operate in this industry who are not licensed. I honestly have a problem. I'm African-American, too. I wore lots. I mean, I get it. I get that they may not be using chemicals. However, you still are touching people, and you still are providing a service, and there needs to be some, some rules and regulations around you if you're providing those services.
4: Also, you, you, this is Mark. Um, you also said that it's not life and death, and I think you're underestimating uh, the profession and what we deal with. Um, if you don't know proper contamination control, and I mean, we we actually have to have like what's similar to a biohazard box to put our dis- our our disposable razors and and keep them stored safely. You know, some barbers reuse razors, and that can pass contamination. And I dare say, if you're if you're cutting hair in the garage and cutting those corners like that, then I'm pretty sure you're going to cut corners on your hygiene, your sanitation, your equipment, your tools, and, you know, you're going to have some really bad situations. Your your ventilation is not going to be proper, and you're spraying sprays and, and using clippers. These, these, these clippers, the blade moves back and forth thousands of times per second or hundreds of times per second, that can easily cut you. And if you don't, if someone doesn't know what to do once he's cut you, that can lead to some, some life-threatening situations for you. So, I mean, you wouldn't let your, your, your 13-year-old drive your car because he said he can drive. He's been playing Grand Theft Auto. You know what I'm saying? So why would you let someone say, oh, man, I can cut your hair and go ahead and, and get all in the back of your head. He could scar you and give you that that stuff on the back of your neck that we call the Nestle Crunch, but that's really a, 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 a bad skin condition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, under
6: your neck, too. Well, let me ask you something. If that's the case, then, then they should stop selling. They, you think they would start regulating uh, who can use disposable razors when people shave, using Barosol and coming in and, you know, shaving you yourself? Yeah.
2: No because well,
6: that, you, no, the, no, be, you can have the same no, cuts which can lead to the same infections
1: no, because thats because that's your personal that's your personal use you're you're, you're, right. you're doing that to yourself you're you're actually using that disposable razor and you're shaving yourself so oh, okay. i agree there, I agree there, there there should be more education out there about shaving and other things like that because um one thing a couple years uh. About a year and a half ago, down at the Bronner Brothers show, um, Gillette, Gillette had a Barber's Roundtable where they came out, and when they came out with the brand-new Fusion Razors, the one with the commercial with the Andre 3000 and all that on it. So
0: they mm-hmm. brought us
1: all up, you know, had us in a nice room. We had a little surveys and asking questions, and then they took us up, you know, nice drink areas of food and everything but they were asking us about using their disposable razors. We were telling them, one, disposable razors are not good for men of color. They're not good for us. It gives us bumps. Just without going into all the extra medical stuff, but we end up with razor bumps. If you ever want to know why brothers end up with razor bumps, it's because of using razors like that. And we told them that. We've, and we even you can even see in the video that they had where they was using Andre three thousand where he went to go use the razor, razors and instead of cutting the hair like it did on the 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 white the the white man well, the two white men it pulled it it pulled his hair it pulled his lip they never ran that part of the commercial because we was like, look right here look. So you've got to realize things like that are put on the, in the market for personal use. We can't really judge what somebody does at their personal time. But when you come into the barbershop, you need to know the proper strokes techniques for shaving, for sanitation. Mm-hmm. For if, 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 if you cut an individual, you need to know what products to use on them, what products you can't use on them, because we have some products out here Some butt removal, some bump stop uh, products out here that have aspirin in them, or some type of byproduct of aspirin in them. And if if you know anything, if 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 aspirin is a blood thinner, so if you cut somebody while you're shaving, and then you go use one of these products because you think you're going to use that to stop the bump, now you're thinning that person's blood. Now they won't stop bleeding. Now that can lead to another medical condition. So you need to know those type of things when you're in the shop doing that. So that's why education is, is, is a key.
4: That's why new product education would be vital because products yeah. come out like that and they get advertised a, a certain way and the client sees it advertised that way and he comes in asking for it and now you're at the, as the barber you're in the middle uh, of this car, of this client and the product he wants and you know you're mm-hmm. going to take the money and, and go mm-hmm. ahead and use it on them so we need to be educated on these products as they come out as an industry you know not as a uh, each one teach one kind of thing we need to be educated as an industry and we have entirely too many trade shows as you referred to Bronner Brothers and Curtis Smith and a lot of these other trade shows where they need to be officiated in some way and, and where we can go there and, and get some of these classes. They do two or three a month. And, you know, nice. as you were commenting about the razor, I mean, a disposable razor. You know, the way they show you how to use it in a commercial is shaving against the grain, and you're not—you don't want to do that. So yeah, you're gonna get—you know—yeah, you're gonna get bumps like that. So they, were, like you said, they were not, not designed for for us to use. Our hair, the way our hair grows, and you have to know the strokes. Which, and you have to properly exfoliate the skin. And it's the whole method, the whole treatment that you have to know how to do, which alleviates the potential for getting those bumps.
6: Now, how would that be regulated? Because it, it can only be regulated statewide. It can't be regulated federal. By so, your yeah, license.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. so certain let's, states. Let's
1: talk about
5: the economics behind what, what, what almost happened. Um, You know, Gillette, you know, these manufacturers come out with, you know, they they come out and they want to do these things and they want you to use their products. But think about the economics of what could have happened. This industry has been the, this is the backbone for, in in our community, this is one of the cornerstones of our economics in our community. Our barbershops are vital, are key to, to our survival in our community. All we have left are churches and our barbershops, right? Everything else has been, gone, has been taken away. Now, imagine if Gillette had come in and taken that. Thank God that, you know, you guys were able to recognize that, you know, this product really doesn't work for us. That's, such, that's Thank God that that happened because imagine if they started teaching, if it did work, and they said, okay, everybody go to use our home and use our product. That would have killed the problem. So we got to think even about the economics behind what's happening in our industry. If we don't take a stand, and we don't work state to state to change the problem and change the laws, and that's what politics beauty is all about: working state to state to change laws, rules, regulations that govern this industry. If we don't do that and create uniformity, which is the whole, the everything behind what we're doing, if we don't create uniformity across the nation in this industry, we will never have an industry that is sexist Because right now there's no respect. You got all these, all these states, everybody doing anything and everything they want to be. And and, no, and licenses don't reciprocate. So he's right. We have to see it. We have, to have uniformity across the nation with our practices in order for our industry to be an uh, industry again and for us to have some respect back in this industry.
6: Well, you know, that can bring about detriment, too, because I've seen that when you start having broad-scale regulation, then that's when – uh, con- conglomerates move in and they began to monopolize the industry, and small people like yourself are usually ran out. I mean, you see the same thing in drugstores with Walmarts compared to your uh, corner drugstores that we used to have. they gone. You see the same thing with Walmarts. I'm sorry, Walgreens. Walmarts with groceries. Walmarts sell groceries. They have eye care. They have everything going on up in there. And... Uh,
5: but who's going to replace us? Nobody can replace Nobody, the light. Yeah, Nobody can replace
1: the they're, barbers. Yeah, good Hello? brother, there's one thing. Like you said, there's one thing. There is one industry that will never be mechanized, computerized, whatever you want to call it, is <clears throat> barbering. Because Amen. barbering is something that cannot be replaced with a robot. Nope. You cannot Amen. do this with a robot you cannot replace the experience and the things that go on in the barbershop for nothing in the world you cannot replace well, that brother you, you, yeah, you, yeah you i know it won't play, be robots, but i'm robots saying what they would with everything else what they would, but, but see but, but here's the story. Though. what
6: they will do here's, is franchises though
1: but no 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 that's why we're gonna have bar we're gonna still have barber regulation and, 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 and being able to be independent contractors. Because believe me, I want to franchise the barber zone, but come along with the barber zone is going to be education. But here's the thing. You said, you said can it be done federally? It can be done, maybe not federally, but we can do it nationally. But the first thing we have to do excuse me, is get our governing bodies of each state you have some you have some states that don't even like um, Alabama Alabama for example they don't have a barber a, a barber board they do not have a governing voice for their state for barbers at all you can right now you can just go get you some clippers put you up a pole and you're a barber they have no regulations so us being able to do this we first have to be able to get governing bodies in each state first. And then you can set guidelines that the barbers are are first, that the barber schools have to meet because it starts in the barber schools. If you don't learn rules and regulations and business proper business practices about being a barber in your training time, it's going to be hard for you to learn them or try to, you know, be exposed to them once you become a full-fledged barber. That's why we're talking about this show. So it starts in the schools, but then we have regulations for each barber that you must meet after you get out of school. was it biannually, by, by, by Every two years, you have to show that you've had this training in these areas, maybe five areas, right. maybe an hour of each. You have to show some... Some evidence that you've attended these, and that way we can. This those little things would change the industry in such a positive way, because barbers will stop doing some of this bullshitty and shenanigans that they're doing. My man mm-hmm. brought up the vegan. You got man, you got brothers here. I seen it with my own eyes. You got brothers here that's using the vegan, and I'm looking in the shop. And I don't see a shampoo bowl. There's no shampoo bowl mm. in, in the shop whatsoever. They don't have a hair dryer. Nowhere, not in the shop. The other side of the shop is a clothing spot, so none of that's in the shop. But yet this dude is using vegan, and he's putting it in the, in the customer's hair. And what he is using is a hair dryer and dries it off and tells them when it gets dry to go home and wash it out. <laughs> are you are are, 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 are are you kidding me? I sat there,, and was like, dude, are you ki- did you just sit, man, <laughs> well I, I tell
6: you what, and charge them full price for it, I bet you. I tell you what they, what they ought to do with barber, they also include that they learn history. Religion and world affairs. Cause I hear some off the wall stuff being talked about. The no, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. See, no, no, no. See that's, <laughs> that's, that's 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 history yeah. and world religion and things like that. Those are those are some such areas. I don't I I don't really care about that. What what conversations going? I'm not gonna govern. I don't want to govern your conversations because the barbershop is where we say and we do things within guidelines that you know they may but they may be off the cuff a little bit, but and overall, they're done in love, and you know sometimes they need to be said. But
6: yeah, I know. I was just kidding on no, no. those.
1: We're not going to regulate people, but what we need right. to regulate is what these people are doing, what these bosses are right. learning. That's
4: what we need stuff. To do. For, even what he said would be covered in in a business management and technique type of course, because it would it would kind of show you how to turn the conversation when it does go to a touchy area or too touchy of an area um, but but to piggyback on what you said um, I, I'm from New Jersey and there hasn't been a, a barber license issued in New Jersey in over 20 years it's all cosmetology that's why I went to barber school in New York um, and also I went to school went to college in Alabama and like you said there wasn't there for a long time there was no uh, license requirement now but we've made some progress uh, pushing and agitating things down here in the south with the the beauty organizations and now it's up to each county to um, to to sanction you at get, uh, having a license a business license and a barber license so that's some progress but it's still too wide open and for states like california i believe it's 2100 hours other states it's 18 other states it's 15 i like guess it should be a, a, a uniform across the board because we're all doing the same thing across the board and I, I think that would be a lot of a lot of progress if we could get the hours requirements. You know, at least. Well, the, only, the
6: way, only way way it could be uniform across the country is have to have some federal legislation. I don't see federal legislation covering that, but I want to ask you another question: How do barbers cover their liability?
1: Liability the, insurance. See, the, hey, that's another one. That, that's another one that will be covered in the business class you get business insurance. You, just, the way a doc, exactly. just the way a doctor gets insurance in, 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 in case he cuts you the wrong way. Yeah, we have to get liability insurance in, in, in
0: case. Now, he is he that on cheap. the shop
6: or is that on the individual barbers that work in the shop that's renting space? How do they work? That's a good look, question.
2: Uh, but look, a smart owner out here, you're going to get your own, and then if the house, they can have theirs on top of you so you could be covered twice. But it's always yeah. just good so to have it as your individual insurance because you're an independent contractor, so yourself is where you're at. So you got to take care of yourself first.
1: That's yeah. how it's done. But then the shop owner should have insurance on case anybody that's in his establishment, his or her establishment, does something like that. So you like yeah. that? Like they like just said, it should be covered twice, but you should have your own. Individual insurance to cover your own self, because you never know what
2: happens in the barber shop.
1: (laughs) Yep. See, so and and that's something, and and that's something we need to have. So barber insurance. They talk about auto insurance, the Obama plan, and all of that. Yeah, we need a we need a a a geico, a, a, a a bico. (laughs) <laughs> do y'all know? Do y'all know what, what, what Geico means? You know how you see the little gecko thing. Do y'all know what Geico means? What does it mean? Anybody on this line?
4: Uh huh.
1: Nope. Geico. Look at the letters. Gov- you wonder why they get so much pub and they all on the commercials and yeah. everything.
4: Okay, your government. Government.
1: Yeah. Government employee insurance. Company, company. Yeah. G-E-I-C-O, Government Employee Insurance Company. That's why they're all on TV like that. But that's what we need to do as we come together. Hopefully the barber zone, you're in the barber zone, can, can be a tool for that. We need some uniform insurance for barbers. That's what we need. We need some uniform insurance health insurance for barbers. We need some universal accident insurance for barbers, dental, life, everything.
2: We need it. We don't have so that it. comes. That comes down to more of an association type of thing because then we have a barber um, union that dissolved around in the mid-60s. Because mm-hmm. the compliance as far as independent contractors, they're more free-spirited, so they're not trying to be stuck in that structural sense of what unions are bringing to the table. We'll give you these benefits and we'll back you, but at the cost of you can't do this, you can't do that. That's not our spirit. So then they dissolve it, and now what, California, they got an association kind of union thing, but it would that's that next-level change of how do you give without having to have so much from the person, the employee. That's what. Yep. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's a lot. Yo, we have a we have a wide open industry that is
2: wide open open.
1: and open and ready for change and in the need of change and in the need of structure. We just got to get some individuals and we want to thank y'all again for coming on the show. Individuals like yourselves that are ready to speak up and do different things in our area. So, you know, thank y'all again. But, yo, we got somebody else on the line trying to get in the barber zone. Thank you for calling from the 330. Mr. Keelan, welcome to the show, good brother. Let me see. Let, let me see if I can get it on here. One more game. Good brother, Caleb. Welcome to the show. Do I got you on the line. What's up, brother? What's up? What's up? What's up? Okay, yeah, what's I can game? hear you now. We can hear you. What? Welcome
0: to the all show, right, yeah, brother. What's
7: happening, man? I just just tapping in. I just really was calling just to listen mainly, listen to what everybody had to say about it. So just taking in all the good info. Not really much info I could put in it
0: because
1: y'all already said what how I feel about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it has it, it, it has been it has been a lot said, man. Uh, a lot of good points made. So, I'm I'm, I'm appreciating I'm appreciating it. But what y'all need to do, man, after this show is over, go back to the Blog Talk Radio or Barber and 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 download this to your iPod or whatever, your podcast, and send it out to some people so they can hear what we're talking about and what we need to be talking about. And that way we can start making some movements because with the individuals we have on the line, y'all, it's a whole bunch of other people in this country that feel the same way we do. It's a whole bunch of barbers that feel the same exact way we do, but we tired and nothing being done. So when somebody says something, well, I ain't just talking about it. They ain't doing nothing. So then that way people don't come out. People don't 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 try to do more than just cut hair behind the chair. But we need right we need people to get we need people to get you know get from behind the chair and 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 do something else. Help you know help the industry help the industry help you. All of us want to be making more money. I want I want to be making twenty five dollars an hour. You know, just because that's how barbers get paid. Oh, <laughs> that that, That's just right. how we get paid, $25 an hour across the board. That's what we do. And that's you just
0: a how... haircut. That
1: ain't, that ain't the extra. That's just a basic haircut. That ain't even the regular. I mean, that ain't the extra. <laughs> right, right. You know, right, I, wa- right, I want right. to do that. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Not $25 hours an hour. $25 hours a head. I'm sorry. I said $25 an hour. I feel crazy. $25 a yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> head.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Man. But until, <laughs> we, until, right we, as an
5: industry, until we as an industry come together and clean up the mess that we have economically, the money won't be made. Until we clean up the laws and rules that govern us, we won't make any money. And we have Absolutely to we have right. to come together, and, we, and Georgia has made great strides. And I just like I said, I keep coming back to Georgia because Georgia is the pilot organization for politics beauty, and they've made great strides. But it's going to take a movement of people, state to state, to be a part of something bigger than itself to to make something happen. We have to make enough noise to make our legislators pay attention. I've been on Capitol Hill, and I know what they say about us. I've been on Capitol Hill for the last two Capitol Hill for the last two years straight. And our legislators say two things on that level. They say, first of all, this is an industry as a whole that does not pay taxes. So when they look at the money that's being generated in this industry, we're not being accountable. So as long as we're not being accountable, they're not going to do anything like that brother said a few minutes ago to help this industry nationally. They will not. But we have to get on the ground state to state and fix our problems. Another thing that they say about this industry is that we have a high student loan default rate. Some of us go to school and don't pay our student loans back, which, which hurts all of us because they're not paying back the money that was that was loaned to them to even be in this industry. So we have to change so many things on so many levels, but we have to come together, like I said, state to state, and be a part of something that's greater than ourselves and come together to make it happen.
0: Right on.
7: Absolutely.
1: Right on. And, y'all, uh, and you hit the nail on the head, that's totally why you can't get the love uh, federally. You say because you 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 you're getting student loans, and since we're independent contractors, it's it's hard to force individuals unless you catch them doing, doing something crazy, financially. That way, if they if they can't get you on your taxes, it's hard to force you to pay your student loans back.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: and then that way, and, and, and then that way, y'all. What that does? That kills our economic power. That's what it does. Right. It totally just kills our economic power. But because That's when you right. say Barbara's doing this and Barbara's doing that, are y'all really? What evidence?
4: And, and mm. with mm. a weakened it, economic power, it 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 lessens our voice.
1: Exactly. Hey, y'all, y'all know how you know how to hear. No money, no power, no voice. No money, no power, no power, no voice.
5: But it's a problem across the. It's a problem across the entire industry. We have a median oh, yeah. income. They, they, uh, from a tax standpoint, our median income for the industry is like twenty two, twenty three thousand dollars annually, and we all know that's a lie. We all know that's a lie. That our industry, people in this industry, make, make way more money than that. I mean, because of this is a cash-based business, this, that money goes straight into to, to your pockets, and and we're not accountable, so we can't go out and not filing taxes correctly. So we're not buying, you know, houses and using our industry to show that this is where we're making our money. We're not buying cars. That's not how we do it, and that's hurt. Not that that has hurt an entire industry an entire industry where our legislators absolutely have no respect for us. In the state of Texas, I was telling you last week how the cosmetologists in that state have infringed upon the rights of the barbers. They are now able to cut they, they're not able to use a straight I mean a safety razor to do the back of the neck and and the face that infringes upon what barbers are doing and I talked to them I specifically talked to the people that introduced that legislation and pushed it and got it passed and they said to me you know what they said about the barbers and I quote the barbers need to step up their game because they're going to eliminate tar- if they don't they say y'all need to step up your game
0: They're
5: going to make their money and your
0: money,
2: too. And that's exactly right, though, because at the end of the day, I was just talking to the cosmetologist at Empire Beauty College today, and that portion is under the esthetician laws and regulations that cosmetologists can use a razor on skin contact. It doesn't say safety razor. So in turn, for dermaplaning or dermabrasion treatments, they're able to do so. So is it the license that is going to make the person competent? I'm a barber or I'm a Cosmo. If the person is proficient with the tools, then that's the one who should be allowed to use the tool. So again, yeah, step up. Whoever the person is, Cosmo or barber, master your craft. That's there it fair. is. There it is. Because that's, that sound that's
1: like a t-shirt. one thing. <laughs> massive uh, I got him!
2: I got him! <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Hey, but see that? But but that's one thing that's a speciality to our industry. That hot razor shave, that good old clean shave, you can only get that one place. But we got to keep it like barbershop. Mm-hmm. And hey, got
6: I to keep it like
2: that. Tell me this. This is quite interesting. So my friend owns a barber college out here and you have the cosmetology college. Well, the barbering, you know, cosmetology comes from barbering because barbering was first. But yet, still, to get your barber's accreditation for you to get loans out here, you have to file under a cosmetology school. So that's a weird oxymoron submission, you know?
1: Yeah, that is weird. Because
2: because that, that that sounds like his school isn't
1: accredited yet. You have to be open at least two years first before you can get your accreditation. No, but you when you go to get your accreditation,
2: so you have to submit as a barber college under a cosmetology school just to be uh, 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 chosen, recognized, to get accredited for federal loans.
0: Wow.
1: That's crazy.
2: Deep, right?
1: i mean from state to
4: state the cosmetology board is always more organized it's always stronger bigger yeah. um you know for whatever reason i and i can only assume it's because they they generate more money their products
0: mm-hmm. and their
4: services generate more money so you know the squeaky wheel gets the oil and that's mm-hmm. one of the one of the things that being the chairperson of you know the the the, the organization I, I'm striving for barbers to be looked at as more important, uh, for us to be looked at as a profession and kill this kill this hustle mentality. You know what I mean? That this is something that I can hustle up and do this right quick. And while I'm barbering, I'm selling CDs, and I'm selling this, and I'm selling that, and I'm the, you know, all over the place. If we raise the level of the profession, all you will need to do is say, "How you doing, sir?" Take a seat, and that chair going up and down will take care of yourself. But you have to bring it back to a profession and not a hustle, and that that calls for you exactly. know nationwide uniformity in in the industry. So,
2: hey, you know what? And yeah, Being uh, a cosmetologist first, now coming up on my twentieth year and then doing barber and always being a barber by heart. That was the one thing that I always recognize is mostly cosmetologists are women but they're more open to saying, I want education. I look like I'm I'm lacking and it's because I am, so can you please help me? Barber's being more yeah. men and more arrogant, you know. They're not trying to be as open and diverse in either acquiring education or, you know, uh displaying their or skills you know
1: because we're, not, so, because we're not required to because when you come out as a barber you're not required to get any advanced yeah. education so if you're not required to seek any additional knowledge you're not going to you're not going to seek it yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, Overall,
1: exactly. if, you're, if you're not required to seek knowledge then you won't absolutely you know everybody say man man parents for the lack of knowledge but here, here's yeah. the thing it's not the knowledge it's the it's 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 being eager to acquire the knowledge if you don't know right. that there's anything out there to make you grow you won't try to strive to get that if you didn't know if you didn't know <laughs> that you needed food to eat to survive you wouldn't try to go get the food to make you survive and make you strong and make you bigger. When you found out, oh, if I start eating meat, oh, I'm going to get thicker. If I start drinking milk, it's going to make my bones bigger. You know, all the little things you thought when you was a little kid, if I do this, I'll do that. But that's how it is in in the hair game and, and knowledge and education. You know, when if if you were a knucklehead in school, you were running away from going to class and, no, that ain't cool, I ain't going to class, because you didn't know how to learn. You didn't know how it felt to learn something new in school. But once you felt, once you had to, was made to sit in that class and you learned something and your, and, your, and your brain started throbbing and you started like, wow, for real? You wanted to find out more and more. But if you were, if you never exposed to it, you don't know what it is. So that's where we are. We're barbers, and we were exposed to this in school. We were given this little guideline here, and I'm going to run with this and make this little bit of money.
4: That's Uh, that's also because because barbers can learn new styles pretty much from each other and from watching. You know, you always got a homeboy in the barbershop that's going to show you that new style, that new thing that that you noticed him doing or whatever.
1: With stylists and and,
4: and those – go ahead.
1: Here's the question, good brother. But if you and that man has never gone outside of your area, excuse me. If you're it, 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 well, Atlanta's different. You got everything coming down there, whatever. But say, say you're in in in, 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 in here in Columbus, Ohio, Ohio. Before I went to the, but if I, I'm here in Columbus, Ohio, before I went to the Bronner brothers, I was you know I wasn't exposed to all the different hairstyles and. Product, oh, I, so I was using the same, I was using the same absolutely. old thing. But absolutely. when I came and I was, ex- but when, once I was exposed to it, I'm like, wow! But if I'm here in the shop and I'm cutting with these same five brothers day after day after day, and none of us ever go and enlighten ourselves and, and, and broaden our barber mind, how can I learn from somebody that doesn't learn that doesn't go and learn anything new? We're teaching each other the same thing. I, So we're going through the same old nothing.
4: Absolutely. I mean it. That that that, does, that definitely touches on a lot of the things that you have been saying. You know, you have to be eager and you have to be seeking it and be a little thirsty for it. I mean, I've learned a lot of things just going to a couple of these trade shows that I had never done in 15 years of being in Atlanta barbering. So, and, and I've probably grown in the last year probably 10 times as much as I had the previous 15 years as a barber just by exposing myself to different things. Now, you know, so you can use social media. You see a lot of pictures. I, I'm friends with a lot of people on Facebook and Instagram and see a lot of pictures and you can kind of mimic and imitate the styles but you know I'm long-winded but the the, the, po- the bigger point that I was making is that stylists typically they've they been doing the continuing education which unifies their their boards and so on and so forth because to learn some of these new chemical applications and threading and sewing and this and that you know all of the different things that you know you have to almost go and sit under someone and learn whereas a barber can pretty much pick up new styles and new things a, it, it, you know, by just watching the guy next to him, you know, what I mean that, that was a bigger point that I was making. But yes, exposure. There's even newer things than than the new things that you think are new. You know what I'm saying? And I and I agree yes, with you.
0: Exactly. Uh, I, I
7: I think I think if we get into these schools early and try to get like the 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 owners to actually allow these students to get credits for traveling to like Atlanta, Barber you know, the Bronner Brothers shows and stuff like that, I think then you would get a little more eagerness from these uh, individual barbers that don't really feel like later on that they need that. You know, if they get it in, if we get it in early, like I said, implement a credit system towards that. And your education early, and I think later on in life, then you will you will get a response like I need to get to these shows
1: later, you know.
7: And, you know and they,
1: but they do they 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 do do that here. They they do allow, allow the students to go to hair shows and things like that here, and and, and the barber schools here in Columbus. But the students don't go because you know they why hours. You know they they and, they, they do they. They they whatever classes they go to they get credit hours towards their schooling. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. If your instructors don't find it important to go to the shows, the students won't find it important to the shows. If the Absolutely. instructor has important. never been to a Brona, if if you have four instructors and never no yeah. one of them has ever been to a trade, a Brona Brothers, a Premier, a, a Hair Battle, if none of them have been there. The students is not gonna go because they don't have an example. They don't have a
7: role
0: model
1: in front of them.
7: That's and right. they're gonna downplay what I, that's what I, Exactly, and that's what I did for um, just this last, just yesterday. As a matter of fact, I made, I made one of the instructors from the school go to the barber battle in Pittsburgh just to show. I'm like, you need to show your students something new other than what we're doing just right here in Youngstown. It's more to what we do. It's more to the industry than just what they see every day in class. You need to go out, educate yourself, so that you can educate them.
2: See,
4: I we. If we could unify things across the board, this is Mark again, you could do real fly things like the owners could actually give you, you know, for, for going and representing the shop and acquiring your, your your hours, your continuing ed hours, he can give you, you know, a, a discount on rent one week out the year. I mean, you know, you could just implement this thing and make it something that's encouraged, you know what I mean, versus something that's a pain in the neck, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's how it's going to be looked at. Oh, man, I got to go get these five hours, it's a pain in the neck, but you could turn it Around and almost make it as something that's an incentive if we could get right. owners the whole industry on the same page. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. agreed. See, but, we, but see, that, but see, we don't go because you hear a lot of barbers say, "Man, I ain't got the money." Man, I ain't got the money. But here we go back to the business part of it. Why don't you? If you, if, if you, if exactly, you. Us, you do, exactly. Why don't you? Why can't? Why why can't you plan it sure. out and why can't you budget budget it out? But here's the thing though. Here, here's what we don't look at on the financial and the tax side of things. When you go to a trade show and do anything that's attached to your industry, you write that off <laughs> on your taxes. That's so you right end on. up you can, you end up writing off you end up writing off your whole trip, and you can write off more than what you had on your trip because you can do some things. But you can at least Right off your travel, your mileage, your hotel, your classes, your admission, your food, minus the alcohol and the strip club and the partying. But you can all the, all the new Clippers you buy, all the new products you buy, that goes off on your taxes. But we don't look at it like that because we, we're, not, we're not taught like that in school. We don't have that business background. That was because business we're
4: wrestling. Because we're approaching like a hustle yeah. And that's what I meant by flip it around And, try and look at it as there, there are incentives, there are benefits Financially and, and, and Intellectually and, and professionally To me going to these To some of these trade shows and attending Some of these seminars and classes So we got to flip it around yeah. and get away From a hustle mentality and Feeling like it's a drag, it's a pain in the butt Oh man, I got to do this thing for my No, flip it around, I mean this is a chance For you to travel And if you do it right, like you said, Chavez, you know, you can write the whole thing off and see a new place, you know? Yep.
2: Hey, that's that's the best part. That's barber life right there because you come from the bottom where it is a hustle or something that's just acquired a skill that you play with you see the money that comes through, and then the real money comes through, but you're still just a barber kind of doing your thing. And then you turn around, and one day the light come on, and you become a business-minded person who isn't just a barber in a shop or a barber who owns a shop. It's an owner of a barber shop, you know? So barber light mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing because it grows you up into understanding what business really is if you can catch on.
1: Oh Yes, yes. Hey, y'all. That's why I had to bring the show back on, because we need to talk about this stuff. We need to get this out to other barbers and let them know there's more than just standing behind the chair. Yes, more than just standing behind the chair. You know, I'm, I'm, i I'm, I'm. It's hurting me right now that you know, I, I got a bigger shop. I moved my shop, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in, you know, getting the rent back up stage right now. So I'm not, I'm not able to go and and do some of the. Me, some of the shows and, and, and hit the exotic uh, Harry Battle Tour in Pittsburgh last week. And, I mean, yesterday exactly that I couldn't go. I'm here, you know, I'm here taking care of this blessing. You know, I have God to, to bless me and increase my territory, and he did that. So now i got to stay here and take care of what he blessed me with. But I want to be out here on the road to do classes too, y'all. So um, I need them also. Because this things changing that, hey. you know, I like to do what I want to do. So, hey, I'm in the game. I, I just look at my license. I'm in the game license 12 years. But I asked my mom since how long since I've been cutting my hair and my neighbors and friends' hair, I was 14. So I'm 44, you yeah. I've been doing it 30 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been doing it 30. Yeah. So yeah still, hey, man, that one. I, I still I, I, I still see stuff like like what man say on the Instagram. I still see stuff I'm like, yeah, that's hot. I need to do that right there.
4: Right. Yo, hey hey, Chavez, do, can I let me? How do I how do I access this show on Blog Talk? Because I'm on Facebook. Uh, Barber is my is my name, and I'm going to broadcast this show on there. You know, I get I get a decent little following, so you know, definitely yeah, yeah. all Go barbers to, um, and and. and
1: yeah, simply go to uh, blogtalkradiocom mm-hmm. slash BarberZone. Okay. okay. Right there, just go to that slash barberzone, and I've got a list of the shows and the old shows. Man, I, I I looked at some of the old shows. Man, I've been doing this on I've been doing this like three almost four years now. So I'm about to visit some of these old shows that before I really know how to promote my show and really. At the crazy social media, we had some topics that, you know, I got some response to, but we're going to readdress them. So if you go in and look at some of the old shows, you're going to see some topics that you might hear coming up here recently, but there's stuff that we need to address in the barber game annually. We need to talk about these things constantly, like continuing education and professionalism and bootlegging and the products and sanitation and regulations and how to how to build your business how to build a successful barbershop
4: okay uh, is, and are you,
1: you also know, the, the, those are some of the shows but, uh go ahead ask what
4: are you on? also on facebook as barber zone
1: yes i'm on i'm on facebook under uh under barber zone is also the facebook the barber zone page the barber zone barber studio page so, yeah, I'm on both Okay,
4: levels. well, I'm, I'm definitely going to uh, tag you because we're definitely on the same page with a lot of things. Uh, I was also cutting here okay. in the barbershop with a, with a barber from Ohio, Dana Rivers. Uh, I don't know if you know him or have heard of him, but he also is working down no. here. He's from Ohio. So, I mean, we're definitely on the same page, man, trying to unify the industry. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to reach out to you on social media as well as be calling the show. Uh oh almost
1: appreciate you good brother. But yeah, uh Barbara's on at Gmail, that's the that's the um email address and we're on Instagram under Barberzone barber studio. So we're there also. But yeah, if you want to just reach out man and, and, and that's what I'm here, man. I'm here for to help unify and, and, and grow this industry Because this is something I love. This is all I do. This right. is what I do right exactly. here. I'm, exactly. I'm in here and, and anybody that know me, mm-hmm. hey, my barber chair is my pool pit. So this, yes, is, this, this is where I get this is where I get a good word at, and I was able to find out a vehicle called Blog Talk Radio where I could talk to a whole bunch of y'all at the same time. So now, right. you know, we doing this, and I, you know, I'm talking to people that that are doing the same thing, the same mind, we having the same issues, the same concerns. We want to we want to make things better than what they are. So, you know, now I can talk to individuals in you know, Arizona and Georgia and here in Ohio and New Jersey and Illinois and Iowa, all over the country. If you can dial the number, we can talk and we can start, We Absolutely. can talk about how to, how we can how we can come together. You know, and we and we, ha, we can do it. You know, electronically. We can. And I said I wanted to do a show where everybody we get on Skype and or whatever. Y'all, y'all had to tell me which one where you can talk to the most people. Visually at the same time, and we can do a show like that where we all sitting and we talking at the same time, and uh, we can make this, this. This is the Come Get Your Head Right movement, man. If y'all don't know, that's the that's the motto at, in the barber zone. Come get your head right. So this is the Come Get Your Head Right, man. We got to make this better for everybody, cause we got some young knuckleheads, and it ain't they fault. That's coming up. That's not doing it doing. A, the craft, the way the craft need to be done, man, and they messing it up. So we need to uh, come together and, and, and keep this thing right.
2: Yeah, we will.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, vehicles like this, shows like this, broadcast organizations like GA, CBP, all of that. We 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 are definitely moving in the right direction. Yeah, because I was
1: always taught don't talk, don't talk about somebody or don't talk about a situation if you can't if you can't make it better. So, hey, right. Hey, that's what we're doing in the Barber Zone. We're making it better, y'all. But, hey, y'all, I I appreciate everybody. Hey, y'all, we've been on here for a minute. Hey, we said we was doing 90 minutes, and, y'all, we have done 90 minutes. I appreciate y'all being in the Barber Zone right here with your man, Chavez. We had a great conversation about continuing education in the Barber game. And the consensus says, yes, we do. We've had we've had we've had a lot of ideas, a lot of resolutions, a lot of solutions on how we can do it, y'all. We just gotta make it happen. So I appreciate y'all for coming to get your head right right here in the barber zone. And next week we we'll, we will be right here, same time, 11 p.m. This the question next week. The topic next week is what or who inspired you to become a barber. Think about that. What made you become a barber? We've been talking about being professional and hustling and all that. Were you one of those ones that, you know, you was a knucklehead and you was before the judge and the judge told you you had two strikes, you had used on this last one, and you got to do something. You got to get a trade. You got you to do something, and you chose barbering, or were you that one as a little kid, you kept cutting plugs in your hair, you kept sneaking in your daddy's your daddy's clippers and you kept cutting plugs in your hair, then you just, that was your passion from the beginning. You just had that passion all your life. Which one were you? What made you become a barber? Was it the barber that was cutting your hair? Was it the old barber that you saw? What made you want to become a barber? We're going to talk about that next week. But y'all. Until next week, hey, y'all, be a blessing to somebody else. Let your chair be a blessing to somebody else. And I appreciate y'all. Y'all been in the Barber Zone with your man, Chavez. Until next week, hey, thank y'all, man. Thank y'all calling from Arizona, from here in Ohio, from down in the GA, <coughs> y'all. Hit me up. And thank y'all. Y'all, we out of here. I'm I'm, I'm going to start with the song that, I, that I'm going to end with the song that I began with. It's the root, y'all. We doing it again. Peace and love from the Barbecue. Peace and love, bro. i doing it again. Yes, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. Oh, it's uh. it. a remake. Drops in the body of flames like a phoenix. Strain in the chariot. The weight of my brain like a jeez. G- I need it.